wasn't so bad, was it? I bet before this, you couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. And now you are one. <laughs> Hello, friends. And uh, welcome in to this uh, trash-compacted 181st edition of Fusebox loquaciously entitled Chip Chatter. I'm your verbally challenged but chatter-enhanced, for better clarity, host, Mark Rose, and over there, in the verbal-free zone and the sound-sanctified area, is the deacon of decibels himself, Milk Canes, everybody. Well, thank you kindly. Well, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, man, I'm surprised I got in here today. I'm sorry, what? Now that you're a big-time TV star and everything, so uh, I guess I'm on the list now. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Well, uh, yes, actually, you are on that list, and uh, they let you in just the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what Mr. Keynes is uh, alluding to was that our local uh, NBC affiliate, uh, KGWTV, was, was in here last week shooting a piece uh, regarding a production we are involved with, which is uh, bringing to life a new adaptation of that classic Halloween radio play, originally featuring, of course, the lovely and talented Orson Welles, based on the immortal H.G. Wells story, War of the Worlds. Yeah, I'm sorry, man, I couldn't make that shoot. But uh, I saw the finished uh, piece with you and Pollard and Pat, and it looked great. You almost looked real. Why, thank you. Yeah, my mortician is getting better and better at it, don't you think? As seen on radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, friends, uh, this is a very cool project to be involved with, I have to tell you. A, uh, a chap uh, we have mentioned a few times on this show, uh, John Barber who is the head of the Creative Media and Digital Culture Program at Washington State University, and just a peach of a guy, let me say. Well, uh, he has this outfit called Reimagined Radio, which endeavors to um, examine new and old radio programs and uh, explore the myriad possibilities of each one, either by uh, some historic perspective or by uh, adapting them in new ways in uh, both recorded formats and live performances. So John took the extremely brave task of uh, reimagining War of the Worlds, the uh, classic radio play produced by Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater folks from uh, 1938. 
and uh, bring it up to date. So is this going to be like a, a live thing? or? Uh, no, no, not this one. We're uh, building this in the box, as they would say. Well, because, you know, there's that whole Vyri thing still among us. Still. Still among us. Did, did I mention that it was still among us? I think so. But is it still among us? Might still be among us. Huh. Yeah. So this version, uh, it's a recorded one, which uh, provides <laughs> yours truly a uh, wonderful sandbox to play in and uh, get sand in my shorts. Well, that clip shows uh, Jeff Pollard and uh, Patricia Blam and some cadaverous dude sitting in my chair talking like he owns the place. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, he just walked in off the street and was uh, pretty insistent. So we let him ramble on there. Now, I, I, I want to give also a, a gracious and big inflated pair of wax lips kiss to the wondrously generous folks at uh, KGW TV and specifically to uh, Stephen Redlin, who uh, shot this bit, lit it, wrote it, produced it, voiced, and maybe even ground the glass for the lens on his camera for making that uh, session fun as hell. You know, I think that calls for a Fusebox shout-out cheer. What do you say, Mr. Keynes? That's right. Absolutely. Bravo. Okay, so I, I did see one guy last week come in and... I had to do a double take. Was that Ron Hill? <laughs> yes, you are correct, sir. Uh, KGW's own meteorologist, uh, Rod Hill, was uh, kind enough to lend his voice for a character in this production. Uh, the weatherman, as it turns out. Serious stretch, man. I know. But I had absolute faith that he would rise like a tsunami to the challenge. And what? Flood the studio? No, sir. Just crushed the part with meticulous perfection, which uh, he did. Rod is a great guy and evidently studied uh, theater in his youth. So is this uh, this thing going up on Halloween then? Uh, actually, no. Uh, this one is uh, going up to commemorate World Audio Drama Day on... Um, There's a World Audio Drama Day? Yes, there is. There's also a Bark Like an Aardvark Day, but I think we miss that. Good to know. Yeah, I get... I, I, this thing goes live on Monday, October 18th. Um, on the following stations, by the way, which will be linked uh, in the show notes as well, but uh, we have KXRWFM in Vancouver, Washington at 99.9 FM. KXRY-FM, also known lovingly out here as X-Ray, that's in Portland, Oregon at 91.1 FM or 107.1 FM. KUIK-AM in Portland, Oregon, 1360 AM. And they've got a pretty good reach for an AM station. And uh, our, our buddies in crime uh, currently, KMWV-FM in Salem, Oregon at 98.3. And last but not least... CKXU-FM, Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, at 88.3 FM. Holy carp. Canada, too, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's evidently a cable radio outfit, which uh, reaches the entire country through that setup. Go figure. And, of course, they're all streamable, so you can uh, catch them either uh, online as it happens 
or uh, after the fact, on the Reimagined Radio website, cleverly located at reimaginedradio.net. Again, links to all this uh, statistical data is uh, in the um, show notes for you as well. Well, it just sounds like it's going to be a cool deal, amigo. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. For, uh, another thing is, for this production, we're not revisiting 1938. This one takes place in present day uh, and in... Vancouver. Big surprise. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the other thing is, we're hearing about this uh, invasion uh, through a visit to a newly opened exhibition at the Clark County Historical Museum. That's how it's set up, where the uh, primary speaker is Professor Rowena Pearson, a uh, world-famous astronomer. Now, a little aside here, this character, Professor Pearson, this was originally the character portrayed by Orson Welles. Whoa, really? Yeah. And uh, we also <laughs> get to hear from the Martians themselves. Heat ray. Most advanced weapon. Disintegrates organic matter instantly. May promote insolvency in physical objects. I paint humans and machines with heat ray. They swirl from view like the dust before wind across surface of my ladder. I gotta tell you right now, that that that's pretty creepy, bro. Yeah, and you know what? The the idea here is that we're hearing these recordings of the uh, main Martian guy who's kind of doing the uh, captain's log thing and giving us some perspective on the invasion from uh, their side of things. And I just want to say, just between uh, you and me and the uh, Poltec over there, that voice processing is uh, my homage to the incredibly great sound work created for the classic Outer Limits television show of the 1960s, uh, not the one that followed in the 80s. Uh, the pilot episode in particular, the one uh, referred to as The Galaxy Being, uh, also known as Please Stand By, which I... Uh, frankly, <laughs> always wish they had stayed with that title, but... Uh, oh, yeah, that uh, silvery guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was caught in the uh, radio waves or something, and then he was brought down to Earth through a broadcast tower. Is that the one? That was the one. That was the one. Uh, still amazing today, friends, that first season of Outer Limits. It's uh, some of the best speculative fiction ever on television. And uh, when we return, a bit of uh, chatter... About the voiceover biz and a visit from Tid Trentwell as well. Repair my spaceship at once. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. Fuse box. So, an interesting phenomenon has been occurring in the voiceover industry of late. Uh, well, I'd say actually. Over the last several years. And uh, that is that... Everybody in the fucking world is doing it. <laughs> well, kind of, right? That is happening for sure. I mean, you know, hey, how hard could it be, right? You just talk. Yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, not really. So the folks that have um, aspirations to follow this as a potential career, they often seek out professionals, uh, voice coaches, for instance that can guide them through the mazes of this industry and hopefully become a successful voiceover professional. 
Oh, for sure and for true, Mr. Keynes. It's actually wise to uh, seek out someone with the uh, skill set to assist you in <laughs> navigating that uh, aforementioned minefield, because it really ain't for the faint of heart. Or the thin of skin. <laughs> yeah, any actor will tell you that as well. Which is why folks who have a background in acting typically do well in this field, because uh, they have a sturdy foundation that they built from studying acting to begin with. And let's face it, friends, uh, voice work is acting. Well, like right now, you're acting like you know what the hell you're talking about. Precisely. It's acting. So, yeah, the VO biz has uh, gotten a lot more abundant with folks giving it a go. This, of course, has a downside. With uh, this many people doing it, or attempting to do it, the uh, supply-to-demand ratio gets tipped towards, uh, well, crappy VO rates for the folks already doing it. Sure, if you've got 11 to 10,000 people all competing for this one VO job, at some point it becomes, who will do this for the cheapest just to get the gig? Sadly, yes. Which throws a wrench into the uh, pay scales that, uh, at least to non-union work, were already uh, a bit vague. Thank you. Well, then, you know, you got these places like Fiverr and a bunch of others that claim to do, uh, well, virtually anything, including voice work at sub-basement rates. And thus the blast. That's where it's becoming a bit weird. And friends, <laughs> if you're paying attention... You're hearing the results of that out there already on things. Uh, in short, bad reads. Yeah, but I got it for 20 bucks. <laughs> exactly, you certainly did. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Would you look for a, a, a discount brain surgeon? No, I know. We're not talking about life and death situations here. But to me, and yes, I'm horribly biased here, but to me... If your product or service is really that important to you, wouldn't you want the best possible voice talent delivering that message for you? Problem there is that maybe they can't tell it's better. Maybe to them, Carl down the hall in accounting reading it was a killer. And, you know, maybe Carl is, but the vast majority of the stuff I encounter, <laughs> yeah, he is not better. In fact, it's sadly lacking. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah. So, good night, everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're not going to leave it there. We actually have a moment here, however, that uh, illustrates why some folks should probably think again about doing uh, this kind of work. Or at least find the right kind of cat to help you through it. I mean, there are good ones out there. Hell, we know one or two, yeah? Yes, we do. And they are the real deal, not that Sears deal. But I got the crystal ball! Yeah. Which leads us... Which, in fact, leads us to our little illustration of the woes of the voiceover world, the oddball things that can happen even to a... a, a 
professional, like uh, Tid Trentwell here. You see, it, it all happened after we were wrapping one of the fuse box shows, and then you see what happened. And so, until our next cartoon. Thank you, Mr. Keynes. You too, as always. Hey, though, not sure about that second block. You think we uh, went too far comparing the Republican Party to the Third Reich? Hey, if the swastika fits, bro. Yeah, you're right. It is what it is. Ah. So, um... What's uh, what's next on the agenda here? Uh, let's see. Looks like well, we got Tid Trentwell coming in to uh, cut some tags. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Another actor trying to do VO. Hey, do you want to stick around and uh, run the board? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I wouldn't miss this shit show for the world. I just hope we have enough beer to get through it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be all right. I mean, how bad can... You know he's bringing uh, her, don't you? Her? Who's who's her? Oh, no. Seriously? Yep. Oh. But you can't be surprised, man. I mean, he's an actor. For fuck's sake. I know, but really? He's bringing his voice coach? Hey, man, I feel you. I thought this guy was a pro. Oily and uh, weird as fuck, but a pro. And uh, this chick, what's her name? Uh, some kind of local legend or some such... Uh... Carrie McConnell Pretentious. Yeah, I never heard of her. Yeah, but I ain't from around here, so, you know. Yeah, she used to do a lot of EO, but... Yeah, I dug up some of her shit because, you know, I'd never heard of her and was sort of curious about who would take on Tid Trentwell as a client and why the hell he'd insist on bringing her. Anyway, she did a bunch of those uh, spots for that pawn shop or a bail bonds joint or whatever. Yep. She's the one. I don't know, man. I guess I don't hear what the fuss about her is. I mean... That sort of a forced VO style might have worked back in the day, but... Gentlemen, a pleasure as always. Oh, I see you're enjoying an ice-cold can of breakfast as usual, Milt. Looking good. <laughs> oh, fuck you very much, dude. <laughs> so, uh... And of course you both know my lovely and talented voice coach, Carrie McConnell. Yes, yes, of course. Carrie, it's very, very nice to see you again. You, uh, look positively radiant, as always. Yeah, almost lifelike. <laughs> Milt, yeah, always a kidder, huh? Yeah. Uh, Carrie, this is, uh, Milt Keynes. He'll be running the board. Charmed. The intention of the act 
Minotaur is to intend with the intention of chocolate projecting intention. Huh? Glottal fry. Sure. Okay, I, you know, uh, I say just uh, jump in and uh, see what happens, shall we? Tid, uh, here are your taglines, so uh, um, go ahead into the booth there and uh, make yourself comfortable. I'd be more comfortable with a couple of ladies on my lap, if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Uh, okay, well, uh, Milt, if the levels are good... Does it really matter? <laughs> Intended intention. Glottal fry. Chocolate. Intended intention? Precisely. Glottal fry. Which is to say, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, Ted, well, uh, whenever you're ready. We'll have you do an ABC of the first one, then... <clears throat> KFC, it's finger lickin' good. Be all that you can. Be the United States Army. Skittles, taste the rainbow. Maybe she is born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. How do you spell relief? Rolades melts in your mouth. Not in your... Uh, uh, okay, uh, hang on there, uh, Tid. Um, oh, Jesus. See, see, uh, no, what we actually need is for you to do an ABC read of each one, okay? That way we'll... Ah, righto. <clears throat> K-F-A-B-C. It's finger licking good. A-B, all that you can. A-B. The United States Army. C. A. B. No, 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 no. What, what I mean, I mean, you know, an A, B, C read, like do one three different ways. Oh, so you want four. Oh, Jesus. Huh? Four? What? What? Right. Four. One plus three equals four. Got it. No, 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 no. Just read one tag three different ways. But gentlemen, they're not going to use three versions. Oh, sweet Jesus. Well, no. I mean, cor correct. They're only going to use one version, but... Gentlemen, I think I need a moment to consult with my voice acting coach. Uh, sure. Okay, sure. Tell me, Carrie McConnell Pretentious, what is my motivation? Who is my character? And why doesn't he have hot babes draped all over him, oiling his thighs? Chocolate. Oh, sweet, sweet Jesus. Hmm. Chocolate dye oil, eh? Carrie McConnell pretentious, you're a genius. Exactly. Which is to say, precisely. Find your intention, glottal fry, by intending. Righto. What, what is happening right now? Gentlemen, my famous voice acting coach, Carrie McConnell Pretentious, has helped me understand who my character is and what his motivations are. 
Unfortunately, I have to leave in order to be on set to shoot an infomercial for ladies' gym socks. I play a podiatrist. Chalk. Lit. Glottal fry. Oh, I know what you're thinking. But, Ted, how were you able to be so awesome and get everything in one take? <laughs> All secrets will be revealed in due time, men, as I'm sure we'll be working again soon. But right now, I got a jet. Those gym socks aren't going to sniff themselves. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, we're, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, uh, really uh, good stuff today, Ted. Yeah. Jesus. Keep it real, my home skillets. Did well out. Chalk. Let. Glottal fry. Intention. Intentionally. Intent. Glottal fry. Glottal fry. Sweet jumping Jesus. Oh. I don't think even he could fix that hot steaming pile of chocolate. Man, I thought I was bad at this voiceover shit. I'm just glad that's over, okay? Tid needs to stick to, uh, well, whatever it is Tid does. Amen. And, since it is Sunday, how does Suicide Sally's for chili tots and beer sound to you, bro? Heavenly. I see what you did there. Well, at least the tots and brews were good. They were indeed. A terrific choice, Mr. Keynes. Certainly got the taste of that session out of my mouth. Okay. Yeah, I just don't get it. Maybe it's like that thing you always talk about with a certain software, you know? A thing gets a huge rep for being this industry standard thing, but when you use it or whatever... It It just turns out to be oily crap on a stick. And you can't tell the devoted that the oily crap on a stick is really, really stinky. And oily. And on a stick. They won't hear of it. Nope. They must worship at the altar of the industry standard. Don't know, bro. Curiouser and curiouser, Mr. Keynes. Yes, sir. And uh, with that moment of contemplation and consideration... We'll call it a show, but not before thanking our contributors to this edition of Fusebox, Patricia Blem, Eric Newsom, and Jeff Pollard for brave and unwavering feats of audio daring do. Thanks as well to the maestro of meters, Milt Keynes, for technical assistance and mute button. <laughs> and thanks as well to you, friends, for uh, pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. We couldn't, uh, nay, shouldn't, even do this without you. So spending time with us here is greatly appreciated. And you can do us a huge favor and yourself at the same time by uh, subscribing to this here show wherever you may have found it. It's a win-win scenario. Tell you what else is a winner. Well, let's let Eddie tell you. He's been coached by a pro. It's as simple as pie. You go to thefuseboxshow.com and click on the shopping tab. And like flipping magic, there you are. Oh, and if-
If you're one of those book of face folks, click on the shop now button on the Fusebox Show Facebook page. Okay? Also, quick as a button. There you go. Enough said. And uh, may I say, since we're still, still, having to observe certain mask mandates across our uh, blue globe here, check out the latest mask design at the Fusebox store. It's another exciting, fun, and never-frivolous design by our audio partner in crime, Jeff Pollard. This one has our uh, Viri guy emblazoned on it and a uh, link to it down there in the show notes for your active perusal. So uh, stay safe, friends. We can and uh, will get through these madcap with a slice of crazy times we find ourselves in, but uh, be sure to catch the Martian invasion when it lands uh, in your radios on October 18th. And uh, I have been your well-seasoned professional served over a bed of wild mushrooms, host Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Fuse box.